This is episode number six with Nadine Levin, founder and CEO of Pipe Dream Cupcakes. Welcome to the Good Life Coach Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Lamoureux. The intention of this show is to awaken you to your fullest potential. Join me each week for inspiring interviews to elevate an area of your life, as well as interviews with women entrepreneurs who are creating success on their own terms. Each episode provides actionable tips to guide you to design a life you love. Hey there, this is Michelle. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the podcast. I am so thrilled that you're tuning in. And today's show is going to be short and sweet because I have on the founder and CEO of Pipe Dream Cupcakes. Nadine worked in the fast-paced world of advertising for over 15 years when she decided it was time to focus full-time on her true passion, which was baking. So in 2012, Nadine delivered on her dream to provide her customers with the highest quality, delicious, all-natural, and beautiful creative cupcakes. Nadine has been awarded the Best of the North Shore of Massachusetts for five years in a row. You'll hear us say four, but she won another year since we recorded this episode. As you're listening, you may also have your own pipe dream that you want to see come to fruition. And my hope is with each of these women entrepreneurs that I feature on the show, there'll be some not just inspiration that it's possible, but specific takeaways, both from their lessons learned and from their best tips on how to be successful. So let's get into the interview today, and I'd love to hear your feedback. You can just go over to thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash 006 for this episode for all of the show notes. I know many of you tune in while you're walking your dog or you're at the gym going for a walk, maybe you're home cooking or baking yourself. So however you're tuning in, I've got you covered with all of the notes so that you can just focus on whatever it is you're doing. And again, you can access those at thegoodlifecoach.com forward slash the episode number that you're listening to. And today's is 006. So let's get on into the interview. Nadine, welcome to the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad you're here. I think your story is so cool and so interesting, and I'd love to just dive right in and have you share how you went from working in corporate America for 15 years, you were the number one salesperson for doing ad sales, and then you launched a food truck selling cupcakes out of a food truck just six years ago. How did that come about? Well, I worked, like you said, I worked in advertising for about 15 years. And during that time, I was working part-time because um, so I have two children. And um, they wanted me to work full-time, and it wasn't really part of my plan because I really wanted to be with my kids, and they were little at the time. So I ended up leaving and going to a startup. And when I was at the startup, the startup was not um, – as profitable as I thought it would be. They um, they didn't have any funding. And so at that point, I wasn't really doing what I loved anymore. And it got to a point where 
um, baking was just a hobby of mine and I did a couple weddings and it kind of got to a point where I thought if I'm doing, if I'm working and I'm not doing what I love, I might as well leave and do something that I love and, and go from there. And, and I took a risk and left and did research and started my own company. So I find that so interesting because I think a lot of people have these ideas or their visions, but to actually make it work is a whole other ball game. So I'm curious, what did you do to figure out, you know, how to start this venture that was so different than what you were doing before? Yeah, well, so I worked in Boston and there's tons of food trucks. And when I went to that startup for, it was only there for about six months. And when I was there, there was uh, a woman I met and she was about 10 years younger than me and she went to the same college as me and she owned a truck that was a fashion truck. She sold fashion out of the truck and she was really inspiring and I was listening to her talk and she, um, like when I was listening to her, I thought, you know, I can do this. Like, why can't I have a, have a truck and sell cupcakes? Because I looked at at different um, locations to, to rent space or lease space. And it is so costly to lease space. Like leasing space is just one aspect of it. And after you think of the space and there's insurance and there's employees and there's work and comp. And when you add all that stuff up, I thought this is never going to happen. And if it did happen, I won't be successful because every there's, you know, being, around town, I've seen so much turnover in all these businesses and even businesses that are not, they're not food related. It could be a clothing store or, um, you know, a candy store or whatever the business is. The rent around here is so high that all these places end up, end up folding and, and closing. So at the time I thought the only way to make this happen is to have a food truck there's no overhead and I mean, you have to invest in the truck, but other than that, I don't have to worry about any of the other hassles and being a one person show. I can control everything. I can control when I'm out. I can control when I'm not out. I can control, um, you know, what, what I make, I can just do whatever I want. So, um, after speaking to this woman who owned this fashion truck, she kind of inspired me. So I started um, looking at other food trucks that sold cupcakes in other parts of the country. And I would call them. And some people would talk to me. Some people wouldn't. And I would just ask them questions and ask them, you know, what's one thing that you can tell me that I should be aware of? Or I just asked them one question because I knew they didn't want to talk to me for an hour about their business. So I would just call <laughs> random people across the country. And because I, if I called someone that was local here, they wouldn't want to talk to me because they would think I would be a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just call random food trucks in Chicago or California or Florida and just ask them questions. And, um, and then I found a place in North Carolina that I could, get my truck from and I ordered, you know, I figured out what I needed and it was a lot of research to figure out, um, if I could even have a food truck in my town and what I needed in the food truck. Cause I just thought, I, I mean, I didn't even realize I needed a sink in my food truck for sanitary purposes and right. I needed washable diamond plate floors and like little things like that, that I didn't know. 
so a, a part of my research before I did all this was just talking to people. And I met with, and even before I quit my job, I met with a woman who owned a bakery in a town north of me. And she was nice enough to meet with me. She actually knew, uh, it was in Newburyport, and she knew another friend of mine. So he kind of introduced me to her. And she asked me basic questions like, do you have your serve safe, which is a license you need to handle food? And I never even heard of that. And I said, no. She's like, well, before you do anything, that's what you need to have. So, she, you know, she told me basic things that I didn't even know. So she said, you need your serve safe and you need this and you need that. And she was a little weary of, of talking to me because I'm a half an hour away. Hmm. But her primary business was making like big wedding cakes and, you know, big party cakes. Um, it wasn't cupcakes, but she, cupcakes was kind of like a side. So I would ask her questions and she kind of guided me and saying, this is what you need to do. This is the basic stuff, which no one told me about, about the basic stuff. Right. And, you know, so it's just trying to become friends with other businesses that are like the one that I want to create and hopefully people will help you. And it's funny because I asked the the woman that owned that fashion truck, you know, obviously cupcakes are not fashion, but she was very willing to help me. And she told me that people ask her all the time about starting up their own fashion truck. And uh, I said to her, aren't you worried that they're going to, you know, start, you know, being in your territory or taking away your business and um, she said, in all the years she's been doing this, she gets a million inquiries. People call her all the time. And she said, no one ever started a truck. She said, you're the only one that actually t- took the initiative and did something with it. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Because, I mean, starting a company takes so much work and the idea may be great, mm-hmm. but you really need a lot of tenacity, I would imagine. So I'm actually curious yeah. from, you know, you wanted to bake. That was the original concept. Like, I want to bake. You researched uh, storefronts and realized, well, that's going to be very expensive and they don't do as well. So from concept to when you switched to this idea of food truck, from concept to launch, how much time did that take you? Probably like a couple months, like three months, because I had to figure out, I mean, I, I I was in touch with the town to figure out if I got a food truck, where can I park my truck? Where can, what can I, where can I go? And then I talked to the health inspector because I called the police department and said, where can I park? And they said, anywhere that's a legal parking spot, you can park. Then I would call the health department. I would say, okay, if I buy a truck, once it's shipped to me, what are some of the things I have to make sure I have so that it's approved? Because she was telling like that health inspector would say, what's going to be in your truck? And I'd say, I don't know. I don't know what needs to be in it. You know, like I had no idea. You know, then she, like I didn't realize I needed the sink and I needed to wash all floors and I needed, um, like I have a baker's rack in the in the truck, but I had to make sure it was covered for sanitary purposes. I needed gloves. So even though like a cupcake has a wrapper on it, uh, under the health code, I can't serve someone a cupcake with my bare hands. I have to use a, a a glove, like a plastic glove. So these are all little, little things that, like if I, if she came to inspect my truck and I didn't have gloves on my truck, she wouldn't have passed me. So like little things like that. So I just did all the research and I figured out where I was going to go and what towns I was going to be in. And to be honest, it's a leap of faith, you know, 
I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Yeah, I would say absolutely. And I'm actually impressed three months. I thought you were going to tell me a year. Like that seems you must have been working hard every day. How did you structure your time? Like, how did you know what to get up and focus on for that day? Because time management when you're starting a business and prioritizing is so key to success. So how did you figure that out and navigate that? Well, it was first of all, it was figuring out um, where I was going to get all my supplies from. So I did a lot of research, you know, like, is it cheaper to buy it at, you know, the regular local store or is it cheaper to go to Costco or is it cheaper to find, you know, a distributor in Boston that sells me 50 pound bags of cocoa powder and 50 pound bags of flour. Um, so as a small business, like you, you really have to, um, like the first important step was to figure out where I was going to buy everything. Mm-hmm. Where am I going to buy my eggs? Where am I going to buy my milk? Because, you know, that's where you need to save your money. Like every little penny counts. Like even like the boxes I buy, like how much are these boxes? And, you know, if I sell a cupcake for $3 and 25 cents and somebody wants a box and the box is 50 cents, you know, that cuts into my profit. So everything, it was a lot of research of where I was going to buy everything. And, you know, where, how was I going to make sure that I would make the most of every penny that I was spending? You know, Nadine, I'm trying to picture you in the kitchen on that first day <laughs> that you're going to take your truck uh, out. Can you take us to that yeah. launch day? Like, what did that look like? What was your family, like yeah. your husband, your kids, where they're like, Mommy, I want cupcakes. Like, I can't even imagine yeah. you, like, baking. And how many did you make? Like, uh, it's just, yeah, it's, so, yeah, take us to that day. So that day, so first of all, driving my truck was very scary because it's a very big truck. And I didn't, I didn't have a backup camera at the time. So, um, I think the most nerve wracking thing was parking it because, you know, parallel parking this big truck, it's just, that was most nerve wracking. So my husband actually took the day off of work and he was with me. Um, I felt like it was yesterday. It, my kids went to school. They don't, they didn't, they don't really care. Um, but it was raining. It was raining the whole day, which was a bad day, Right. but you know, on Facebook, I, you know, everyone knew that this was the day I was going to be out. And it's so funny because back then, you know, now I'm so much more efficient in making in baking, but back then I don't even remember the quantity I made, but the time it took me to bake was so long. And I think, and also because I didn't know what I, like, I didn't memorize all the recipes at that point. Like now I can, I don't even use a recipe book. So I just, I know them in my head, but you know, it has, oh, how many cups of flour is it? Mom, is it two? And how much is it table? Is it baking powder or baking soda? Which one is it? So like it, it was a lot of, it just took more time to make however many I made that day. Um, and it was just, it, it was something that you had no idea what you're doing. And, you know, I, I think I look back at the first cupcakes I made and they weren't as pretty as they are now. And, you know, I think and some of them were more time consuming to make. And I'm like, I'm not making that anymore. Like I, you know, some of the frosting would be more intense. I'm like, oh God, no one notices the difference of that. I'm not spending, you know, that much time making that cupcake, you know? Right. So you kind of find different ways to not, to not uh, jeopardize your product, but just to make it, just to make your, your process easier. Um, you know, like I'd make my vanilla frosting first and, and then my chocolate last, you know, so that I wouldn't have to keep, like if I make my chocolate first, I'd have to wash the bowl, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. little things like that, so that I would make it easier for me. It's just so, it's just, 
I'm just trying to picture you in that environment. And I'm curious, do you still love baking as much as you did when you launched it? Yeah, I do like it. I I, I hate the setup and the cleanup. So before I go to bed at night, I set up everything um, so that when I wake up, everything's already set up. Um, but everything's heavy. Like my two blenders are heavy and, you know, I have big Tupperwares of the, you know, it's like 50 pounds of um, sugar and 50 pounds of flour. And I take that out and, you know, I just set everything up. And then when I'm done, I have to clean everything and put everything away. So that to me is the worst part is the setup and the cleanup. But in between that, it's fine. Like I don't mind baking it and it's nice to do it, but it's, I wish I had little minions to help clean up for me. And now are you a one woman team, Nadine? Yeah, I do everything myself. I don't have any help. I mean, my husband will maybe wash my truck sometimes for me, or he'll maybe get me gas. But um, but other than that, um, I do everything. Hmm. What's been like one of the most rewarding experiences you've had doing what you do? I just think it's it's everyone's happy to see me. I mean, I don't really have anyone that's not happy to see me. <laughs> you're the cupcake lady. So I have friends yeah. who live in your town, and I know that you're affectionately known as the cupcake lady, right? People love you. Yeah. They look forward to seeing you. So that's a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it could be worse, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're bringing the goodies. Yeah. yeah. So it's nice. So how has your life changed over these last six years now that you're your own boss? Like, are you, do you like it more having your autonomy? Um, yes, I love, um, having my own schedule. So, you know, health and fitness is really important to me, even though I make cupcakes every day. Um, so I, you know, I make sure I work out every morning. So I wake up in the morning and I bake. And then after I'm done baking, I have time to go to the gym, come back and shower, and then I go on the truck. So it's something that um, when I used to work in the city, I only could work out in the days I didn't go in the office. Um, So the fact that I can work out every single day and it's like that's my time for me, um, it's nice to have that, that flexibility. What are the three best pieces of advice you could give to the women listening that maybe want to start their own pipe dream? You know, they have their own pipe dream that they've been sitting on and they want to launch something. What what could you offer them? Well, do your homework. Make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Because um, a lot of people say, oh, I wish I, I wanted to do that. I want to open up my cupcake shop or my whatever it is. And they don't really know the amount of work it takes. Um, so do your research. Know exactly what you're getting yourself into. Um and don't let anyone tell you you can't do something because there's a lot of people before like I had to get my kitchen certified and many people said, oh God, good luck getting that. The health inspector's awful and she'll never, you know, she'll never approve your kitchen. And there's a lot of like naysayers and, mm-hmm. and you know what? The health inspector was wonderful and she helped me and um, my kitchen got approved. So if you do what you if you do what you're supposed to do, then those naysayers are the people that don't do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, don't let people discourage you. Um, you know, like I, I remember telling my parents, and they're like, are you really sure you want to do this? And Like they didn't, you know, but it's like, yeah, I am. So if you are, if you are believing, if you believe in what you're going to do and you have a solid plan, then you're going to be fine. Um, and of course there's going to be roadblocks along the way, but just don't let anyone discourage you from what you want to do. That's great. So 
Be organized. Do your research. Don't listen to the naysayers. Right, exactly. And the third piece? The third one, I think I think in the beginning, like, you know, you end up you end up doing everything you you end up saying yes to everybody, you know, and you it's funny, I saw a quote the other day that said something like something about discounting if you don't know what you're worth, that's when you discount your product. But when you know what you're worth, you don't need to discount your product anymore. And I am paraphrasing, but I thought it was so interesting because when I first started, you know, you would do anything for the business. Like someone would call you like, oh yeah, I'll do it for this. Or I won't charge you the travel fee or I won't charge you, you know, this. And now I'm thinking, oh gosh, no, I'm charging the travel fee and I'm charging you, you know, for the extra boxes. And I'm, you know, because you know, you're worth now. And, you know, it's important that in the, in the beginning, yeah, you need to be flexible, but then as you get more more secure of what you're doing and more confident what you're doing, then you're like, you know what? I'm going to stand behind my product. And if it's not what you want, then I'm, I'm not the right person for you. That's great. So you had clarity and confidence in what you were offering and, and didn't feel like you needed to discount that after that. Right. Exactly. I think that's, yeah, I think that's so powerful. Yeah. And I think that women in particular are the first to put themselves on sale for lack of a better way of saying it, but we will discount, we will make accommodations because we're used to pleasing others. And um, that becomes a situation where we can do more harm than good to our business. You're right. You need to know your worth and know you're not on sale. And if you're putting out a good quality product, you need to stand by that. And people will go by the energy that you're putting out. Right. Well, it's funny because some people come and they say, is there a deal if I buy like this many cupcakes and like it's funny like people are always looking for a deal and I'm like a small business one person shop and I think to myself do you walk into stop and shop and ask the you know when you buy let's say you buy three gallons of milk do you ask them if the third one is free you know like I don't understand why people think that they can do that you know it's interesting because you're also a very friendly person and you have such a nice smile, welcoming smile. I wonder if they see you in oh, your truck. You. But I think I wonder if they see you in your truck and think, oh, she looks really nice. Maybe they'll give, you know, maybe if I ask nice, she'll give me a free cupcake or something. I don't know. Maybe. But it's maybe. just it's just funny how people think that they can get a better deal. It's like, well, wait a minute. You don't, if you call a corporate, you know, when you go get your cell phone or you go to Apple store or you saying to them, can I have a better deal on my iPhone? You know, it's just people don't do that. But I think they feel that since I'm a one person job, that they can do that. And I, you know, I feel kind of disrespected when they ask me that, you know? Right. But I think it's been, like you said, it's not only a good lesson for you, but now you've just shared that lesson for the other people who are listening, who may be struggling with that because, They may be launching a health coaching business or some other service-based business or even product-based business, and it might be a friend Mm -hmm. or somebody they're close to or who are trying to get things for free, and they're struggling with trying to actually be profitable. And so that becomes the challenge. You're, you're, like you said, you're a one-person shop, and there's a lot of us out there who are really starting everything from scratch, and everything we do is an investment for our business, especially that first year. It's really just outputting you're constantly paying for things uh, whether it's a course to learn something you didn't know or whatever it is so let's um switch gears and um go into the rapid fire questions 
I would love to know how Nadine defines success because we all define it differently. Uh, to me, success is having happy, you know, when people send me a message and say, your cupcakes were the best or they were great. Um, to me, that's success. I, you know, every, even though I've been doing this for six years, I still wonder, like, was it good? Did you still like it? Like, I don't know. Like, I, even though it's the same recipe and I'm doing the same thing, I, I'm still not overconfident and think, oh, it was perfect. I always want, I always send them a message after and say, hey, how was your event? Was it good? Did, were the cupcakes good? Um, so you never know. Sometimes you never hear negative feedback. You only hear the good stuff. Um, so I never know if someone's not satisfied. Uh-huh. So I always, when people tell me that they are, it's, it's, that's success to me. So the second question, what resource has most influenced your life? It could be a book, a quote, a piece of art, person. Um, you know, I think other people in the industry, like, I, you know, social media is amazing now and Instagram and Facebook. Um, and I try to follow other bakers across the country. And I like to see um, what they're doing. And I like to be inspired by what they do and try to make something my own. Um, so I think any other baker out there inspires me. So I like to see what they do and, and, or see what they do that I don't like and try to make it better. That's great. And I'm wondering with the success that you've had, and it's just thinking back to you saying you launched in three months, I'm still kind of blown away by that. Um, so Nadine, you've been voted best of North Shore for four years in a row. You've clearly been very successful with this venture that was your pipe dream, hence the name of your company, Pipe Dream Cupcakes. So I'm curious, I would imagine that you have either or both a morning or evening routine that lets you stay organized and focused on your priorities and goals. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I do have a routine. I mean, every, like I said, every night I set up for the next morning. Um, I wake up early. I'm up around between 4.30 and 5. And my goal is to bake and get everything done so I can go to the gym in the morning. Um, the gym is super important to me. It makes me it makes me sane. Um, and I come back and I shower and then I'm on the truck. And then I'm normally back and I can help the kids with what they need. Um, but that's really my ritual and that's what I do every day. Seven days a week. Yep. Wow, that's great. I think as long as I've known you, you've you've been committed to taking care of your body. Yeah, I think it's important. What's the mindset that keeps you committed to that goal? All the cupcakes that I eat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to ask you, do you eat your cupcakes every day? I mean, you must have to try them as you're baking, but do do you indulge? I do. So I, I do eat them and that's why I'm dedicated to the gym. So it's funny. I always say a cupcake won't make you fat, but eating lots of cupcakes will. So, um, yeah. That's great. Well, how can people learn more about you if they are curious about your venture and want to dig a little deeper? Well, you can go, you can go to my website, pipetoncupcakes.com. Um, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. They can always follow me and see what I'm making or doing. What are your handles on on those mediums? Um, so it's Pipe Dream Cupcakes for Facebook. It's Pipe Dream Cup on Twitter, and it's Pipe Dream Cupcakes on Instagram. And that's great. Um, is there any question that I didn't ask you that you wished I had today? No, I think um, you asked a lot of good questions. <laughs> 
Thanks, Nadine. It's been such a pleasure having you on. Oh, thank you, Michelle. Thank you to talk to you. You too. Bye for now. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. I'd love to hear what resonated with you. So come on over to the goodlifecoach.com podcast page. While you're there, you can look at all the show notes from today's episode and join my newsletter. As a thank you, you'll receive the first chapter of my book for free. Thanks so much for listening and bye for now. Bye.